to the Hop Shop. My name is Evan, and I've had a shitty week at work, so I'm ready for a beverage. And my name is Mark. Evan is a ginger, but we still love him. How many times do we have to go over this? I'm not a ginger, Mark. This was the whole premise of last week's episode. I'm not a ginger! I still love you. Thank you. As long as you still love me, then I'm, I'm happy. We are missing Andrew today, unfortunately. Um out of town but yeah where's that jamoke at that jamoke is at another wedding oh what it's cuffing season it is indeed so good thing i'm not cuffed yet <laughs> yep <laughs> i know keyword yet <laughs> all right so pouring our first beer yeah what's the first first beer of the night all right first beer of the night is secret stars by casa agria specialty ales it's uh, India Pale Ale, stems from a familiar favorite. So I think you and I have had um, Vein of Stars, Evan. It was their uh, Galaxy IPA. Uh, Jeez, well, I mean, just looking at this beer right now, it looks phenomenal. It does look phenomenal. But I think I like this one a little bit more than uh, Vein of Stars, and that one was a top of my list. But it's... Uh, Brewed with malted wheat and flaked oats, fermented with an expressive yeast strain and hopped with mosaic, Vic's Secret, and Idaho Gem. Uh, this is their first experience with Idaho Gem. This little hop brings a balanced fruit character and a lovely background herbal spice that plays well with these other hops. The aroma reminds us of famed pineapple and citrus zest, rings of Saturn, and lesser orbit of dried cherry moons. You know what? I'm getting a whiff of those moons, all right. Oh, yeah, lots of moons in there. <laughs> the flavor is a stellar stellar collision of orange, a bit of peach, and echoes of tangerine. The finish is sweet, transitions to enough balancing bitterness to continue the celestial... Celestial... So, all right, come on now. Let's pronounce it. Uh, it's Celestial. Search through space and time. <laughs> What was that last word again? That last word? Time. 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 Time is of the essence for us to drink our beverages. Well, let's cheers to that. Let's cheers to this. Uh, that's pretty flavorful. You definitely get the pineapple right off the bat. Yeah, that is very good. Citrus in there. Um... Definitely getting the pineapple. What? Where's the moons? Where are my moons? I smell the moons. I don't taste the moons. I want to taste the moon. I want those cherry moons. Is the moon made of cheese? Cherry. Cherry cheese? Cherry cheese. Ah. Cherry moon cheese. The cherry cheesy moon. Cherry moon, moon cheese? We're getting off topic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, as we are recording this, do you know what today is, Evan? What is today? No idea what today is, huh? I mean, Thursday is a, uh, a drinking day. Thursday is a drinking day. What's yeah. Friday? Uh, I am not allowed to say that on this uh, podcast. Ah, all right. Well, besides it being Thursday, it's yeah. also repeal day. Repeal day? Today is the day in 1933 the prohibition was repealed. Oh. <gasps> So we couldn't have picked a better day to do this podcast. Oh my goodness. Are you serious? Yeah. Thank the Lord. 
Otherwise, we'd be doing this in a speakeasy. Yes, we would be. And making a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> or losing a lot. For the amount I'd of be drinking, that we're so yeah, yeah, I'd that we're probably drinking. be losing a lot of money. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to have another sip. Yeah, this is the, the Here, 21st. Cheers, cheers, cheers to repeal the repeal day. of the prohibition. So, yeah, today's the day that, in 1933 that the 21st Amendment was passed and ratified, ending national prohibition. So, prohibition ended in 1933. Yes. What do you think the last state was to truly, like, implement the passing of the... All right, can I have a, can I have a hint? Is it a red or blue state? I'm going to go with red. It's a red state? I don't know. I'm assuming so. Are you Based assuming, on its are location? Assuming, are you assuming it was a red state back in 1939? Or I'm assuming it's... it's, it's I, to, to be honest... I I don't I I think I'm assuming that it's a red state today. I think it's a MAGA state. It's a MAGA state. I think okay. I'm pretty sure it's a MAGA right. state. All right. I could be wrong. Well, let's go with the uh, Alabama. You're getting close. Really? Yeah. Is it in the I South? I would know that that's a re- a MAGA state. That is that has MAGA <laughs> written all over it. This Ooh. is one of those states that you don't really think about, but it's kind of I think in that area. So I'm not good at geometry. Well, there's uh, Louisiana. I think it's very close to Louisiana. Georgia? I think it's very close to Georgia, too. Florida! No, it's not Florida. Well, Florida's really not a state. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a bunch not. of jamokes. Yeah, yeah. We, I'm sorry for all of our Floridians out there. For anyone that didn't know, Evan is a Floridian. Okay, I was born there. Born there. Yep. I only stayed for like half a minute, and we got the hell out of there. Half a minute, huh? Well, you know, as soon as I came out, it was just like, pack up your things, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Grab that blankie, let's go. Don't forget your binky. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we were in beautiful, sunny California, where there are no, uh, uh, what are they called, water spouts? Uh, they're like water tornadoes in the ocean. Sounds terrible. Um, quite terrifying. Also, there were no hurricanes. We do have earthquakes, though. Yeah, See, I was young and being introduced to earthquakes, so that's all I am. Yeah. Big Still one's coming. The big one's coming. It's got to be coming soon. We're going to become our own island. Like, if the San Andreas splits, we're... We could have a beachfront property here. Really? Raise well, property. Well, let's wait, let's wait for the, the split. Then home, home prices will go up for us. Oh, yeah. It would be like we'll our own little we'll, Hawaii. We'll have the beachfront yeah, property. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Bye okay. now. We definitely went. We that or your house left. would just get destroyed. And we took a hard left. There. Yeah. So wait, you never. We never came to the conclusion on the state, though. Oh yes. So close to that little cluster, I think. It has like a thing that goes down. From oh, the Missi- top. Well, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. Nineteen sixty-six. So thirty-three years later, they were the last state, the last dry state. See, I actually wanted to say Mississippi. Are they red or blue? Are they a MAGA state? I'm pretty sure they're a MAGA state, but we might have to uh, double check our our facts. I want to say that they're a MAGA state. They seem like a MAGA state. You know, I I here. I'm actually intrigued. Let's. I'm gonna type into Google: Is Mississippi a MAGA state? And see what happens. Um, but that's actually really cool. To to that today just happens to be the day right. that prohibition was repealed 
And thank goodness it was because... Because your hard day of work, you wouldn't be able to have a beer after. Oh, I would I would still go, even if it was illegal, I would try to find a hard, like a beverage to consume. Um, yeah, man. <coughs> tough, tough work week. This beer is definitely... I'm, I'm definitely happy to have this beer right now. Um, but, uh, uh, so, what other stuff is uh, going on with, like, is there anything, any other news with the Prohibition? Or any other facts that you might have? No, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's, you know, it, they did say, I was reading a little bit about it, uh, in the 13 years that, the pro, during the Prohibition. Yeah. Yeah, obviously people still drank, but the overall health of people did increase. Um, what? A lot less liver problems. Huh. And there was a lot less uh, mental issues in the time. Drinking did go down, but the people that continued to drink, obviously... I don't even know if there's regulation prior to 1920, but... Um, well, I mean, that was... When was the uh, Great Depression? Was that... Yeah, and you're asking me history, and I don't know a lot of history. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that is really interesting that you bring up that one drinking did go down, and that people were living healthier lives. But crime went up. Really? I, well... That a, a different type of crime. Obviously, you have like prostitution. One. Actually, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but like drug or alcohol smuggling, you know, I think there were more sh- killings. But but like public drunkenness and domestic oh, issues okay. did go down. So I think the higher level crimes went up. The Jeez. lower level crimes went down. I don't. I can't view that as much of a positive. If, if I, the more severe crimes went Well, up. that's why they repealed it. Yeah. Repeal day. Yeah, well, today's a good day. And I actually, so I, I figured it out. So Mississippi has not voted Democratic since 1976. So they were a blue state for the repeal. Yeah. And I maybe that's why it took forever. I was going to say something, but... Uh, oh, you probably Don't want to... <laughs> She probably shouldn't say that, then. <laughs> I'll just stick to their MAGA now, so they're good with me. Uh, but yeah, I believe they are... <laughs> yeah, Trump even won the election in Mississippi with a 57.9% vote. Oh. So he had a majority. I would say so. Yes. <laughs> let you have a little last skosh of that. Cool. But, um, yeah, no, this beer... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, it's really flavorful. There's a lot of, uh, citrusy, fruity flavors that I like about it. The, I do wish that there was a little bit more hops, a little bit more of the bitterness. Um, yeah, well, I think it, I, I like the bitterness up front most of the time, but this one, at least it rounds it out with a little bit of bitter, bitterness on the back end, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, it is sweet, but it's not overly sweet. Um, I think it's really good. No, I, I this beer is very delicious. It's I highly recommend it to everybody out there. And this is what at Casa. Casa, yeah. So Casa Agria from Oxnard, California. Oxnard represent 
This is a this is a uh, our home turf. Home turf. Our, our backyard. Oh, our home turf, eh? Oh, don't you know? Oh. Why are uh, we Canadian now in our back in our backyard? Because we're from Oxnard, eh? Yeah, a bunch of Canadians grew up in Oxnard. Oh, eh? a whole bunch of Canucks. Oh, don't you know? Oh. We love our maple syrup in Oxnard. And our ice hockey. <laughs> oh god. And then after we're done getting ice hockey, we go get some poutine. Oh, that poutine. And some uh, Tim Hortons. Oh, I know Tim Hortons is around here somewhere. It's been a struggle to find it though. Oh. Oh, you can't beat the Joe from Tim Hortons. Oh no. Oh, don't you know. <laughs> you know, we uh, should get this podcast up to our our uh, northern uh, neighbors. I say we just only talk in Canadian accents, pretend we're Canucks. In America? Yeah, no. No, because we'd, we'd, we pretend- we'd be booted out of here. That's true. <laughs> Build that wall. <laughs> North and South. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Uh, oh, there goes Jesus. 95% of our viewer base. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's have a drink to our sorrows of losing followers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, no, I was just thinking about it since we've got Casa Beers. Aren't you a member at Casa? Isn't that like how you're getting all these beers from them? Yeah, so I've been a member at Casa since they first offered their membership back in 2016. Oh, so it's not... they've. Well, how long have, do you know how long they've been in business for? So I think they were founded in 2015, but they, they, I remember the first time I got their beer, it was like 2016 when you could only go into this little room, grab a growler and take it to go. Jeez. I didn't realize that they were still such like a new, uh, microbrewery. That's still, that's almost four years ago. I know it. That's yeah, just just soon to be four years. Ago. Yeah, but it's crazy because they've blown up. It's, it looks well from what I'm seeing, they've blown up so much. They have, and they have. They've produced such awesome beers, catering to both the sour lovers and the hazy lovers. Even I'm a, don't, don't they do West Coast as well? Not really. Not really. Basically, so they focus on the mixed fermentation beers, wild and farmhouse ales. And then any IPAs. They've done a couple clear beers, the West Coast, huh. West Coast IPAs. But generally, it's it's always the the New England style. Oh, okay, yeah, because I mean, you're the one that introduced me to them. Yeah, and their New England styles are amazing. But I was actually think just thinking about it since we're having Casa beer. Wasn't there like some sort of controversy or or something like that 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 Casa was involved with in the microbrewery industry or something like that so before i answer that let's open up the second one because i'm gonna need a beer for this Uh, i am excited to try another beverage so i'll tell you a little bit about this beer after i get into this uh casa topic yeah i want to hear what what this controversy is yeah i'll take that so like i said they offer a membership and the first year that they did the membership um. Yeah. So what they were doing is they were doing a membership, three hundred dollars, uh, for ten bottles of beer. Okay. And those are the sour, wilds, farmhouse ales, um, generally fruited. Or I think all of their member beers are fruited. Uh, so five different beers, two bottles of each. Um, which obviously sours take a long time to, um, 
brew. You know, they're, well, they take a long time to ferment. You know, you're aging them in oak barrels or fodders. Yeah, because it takes about, what, a couple, well, a year? A year, sometimes. Maybe anywhere from six months to 24 months, and then you blend them. So, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into it, plus the cost of the fruits. And that's one thing that they try to do is they try to bring in a lot of the local, I mean, we have a lot of farms around here. So they try to bring in a lot of the local farms, uh, fruits and agriculture into their beers. So 10 bottles, you get like a five or 10% discount, um, priority orders on new beers that come out, the cans, the, the different sours that they do, two glasses, a t-shirt and a surprise gift. Have you received said uh, surprise gift? I did. It was an extra bottle of beer. But, hey. So, what do you think of that for 300 I mean, when you... Well, I would... Okay. So, when I hear about, like, mug memberships or just memberships in general, usually you're also given a discount on top of that. Well, they, or, they do have a discount. Oh, you did, they yeah. do? Okay. All right. So, you get the discount. You get 10 free bottles. Um shirt a couple other things it i mean for 300 dollars, yeah it could be a little bit better they might be able to add in maybe a couple extra free bottles because to them it's i mean how much do you think that really costs them to make probably i mean it could cost a lot especially for a new brewery true but i mean you're also bringing up the fact that they are targeting more local so uh, a lot of the the breweries that have these memberships, three hundred yeah. is kind. It's it's anywhere from like two hundred to three fifty. Yeah. So it's kind of average. One thing that, and because one of my one of my buddies was actually a member at Figueroa Mountain Brewery, and he would get the discounts for the beers, and he'd have his own mug, which was basically a one liter glass stein, and he would get he would only have to pay seven dollars for a full stein, basically. And the other cool thing that they would do is they would offer these events that you only mug members get to go to. And I think that's something that really uh, um, kind of changes the game of some of these memberships. So like to give you an idea, they actually were able to get free tickets to go see an LA Kings hockey game. Um, that is pretty right. I went with my friend to, uh, we jumped on the Figueroa bus. And we got to drive that bus all the way up north to, uh, I forgot the area, but just south of Santa, uh, uh, Santa Maria, I believe. And we went to one of the, the other Figueroa locations. Buellton. Yeah. Well, we went to Buellton and there was another one. That's uh. Yeah, it was Buellton. We went to Buellton and we went to a different one. But we also got to go to a, rail, uh, a rally car race that night so that that's pretty rad. And it was free beer on the bus that's pretty awesome. cool that's yeah. pretty cool yeah casa does do stuff well they don't do stuff like that but they do have like their events like just recently they did this thing where you could vote on like a member beer so they gave all the members an opportunity to vote whether or not they wanted a stout or a farmhouse or oh and then they would brew it and then they brewed that all the members were invited it was a bottle share brew day and uh well, that's pretty cool so then like the the overwhelming style was stout so then they're like all right what kind of barrels do you guys want it aged in so they gave all the different types of barrels um and what kind of adjuncts do you want in it so like they gave like the members a choice they invited them into the brewery to brew with them had a bottle share 
So they okay, do kind of stuff right. like that. But okay. that was this year. This wasn't the first year. So yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool that they get their members into their brewery behind the scenes and get them involved in their processes and everything. Yeah, yeah, no, I really do like that. Uh, I didn't go to it, but I like that they offer it. Uh, but like I said, that was this year. That wasn't the first year. Obviously, they're valuing their beer at about $25, which is reasonable, I would say, for a sour, okay. for a nice, good bottle of fruited sour. Um, but the issue with that, the and the controversy comes from they were offering this before anybody's even tried any of their beer. Okay, not only that's, that, that's a little risky. Not only that, they didn't even have a brewery or a brew system yet. So they were brewing. Oh, I so see where you're going with this. You you know Twisted Oak over. Yeah. It, so they were brewing at Twisted Oak. And then they were having the beer transferred to their facility in Oxnard and putting it into barrels. That's crazy. I never would have thought that, that they were utilizing Twisted Oak to brew their own beer and that's where the big issue came from they were shelling out these bottles well people thought that they were going to be shelling out these bottles that were coming from buckets because they didn't have their own brew facility so it's you know and these these beers taken a year to age so people weren't sure where these beers were coming from if they're being made in their garage or at an actual facility so people were skeptical of buying into the membership and then they were wondering why they were creating a membership when they didn't even have a brew facility. Of yeah, that that definitely is a little iffy. And oh, I mean, I would say, I like a lot of those people probably have the concerns of like, was this actually brewed in a uh, safe environment? Safe environment, <laughs> you know? Um, is this beer like? Is it, am I going to get uh, the runs? Potentially. I mean, if you're drinking sours, you're getting the runs. Is that oh, yeah. from experience? Dude, the shits after drinking sours. Whew. Yeah, I, I don't think I need to know that. Oh, yeah. So the other issue with this whole thing with Casa was that there was one person that was associated with this group. Um, he was selling their homebrew bottles. Before they open the brewery, obviously, you know, home brewers, you're going to send out your bottles to friends and other people to try them out. But this guy was trying to sell or trade the beer for whales. Um, so for, for whales, people, yeah, whales in the beer world for the beer nerds, um, they're desired beers with, you know, high secondary value. You know, generally beers that you can only get at the brewery that have a per person limit um you know beers that are desired by a lot but available to very few so he was out there trying to shell out these beers and trying to get people to trade like whales for homebrew and obviously you know it's like people are wondering who the hell this guy is why he's doing it um and Casa parted ways with him and you know they said that they weren't aware that he was doing that but I mean I can't really fault the guy if their beers are good they're good well that's what like I can understand a guy wanting to go out and try to it's showcase his beers it's marketing yeah 
But and if the beer's good, like I don't care how much a beer costs. I don't care if it's made in a bathtub. I mean, you maybe, might want to. I mean, you might want to care a little sanitary bit. wise. Yeah, you might want to care a little bit. But like, it could be a shitty little podunk brewery, or you know, one of the best breweries in the world. I don't care where it comes from. I just want a good beer. And if he's trading a good beer for a good beer, and both people are happy with it, why does it matter? But I don't think it should matter. It's the fucking beer world, though. Uh, the beer culture. The beer culture. Jeez. And everybody's against Casa. Are they trying to boycott well, them? Or no, they... at the beginning, it was adding fuel to the fire. You know, nobody's had this beer. They're offering a membership. Do they even have a brew facility? Like, it was just a lot of things working against them. Uh, the owners did a great job uh, of, you know, separating themselves from this person, from these issues, talking to people, letting people try their beer. And... You know, fuck the people that miss, missed out on the first membership because their beer's fucking amazing. No, they've, they've got great beer. And it's exciting to see what they're doing with their beers now. And yeah, like you said, it's unfortunate for those that, um, that missed out are missing out. So, I mean, everything, I mean, even at their, their tasting room is awesome. Their beer is great. Sours, I love their sours. IPAs are always on point. I'm a long-term member, and I will always continue to support them. Um, you know, they're also getting into the pastry stout game. They're doing a lot of barrel-aged stuff now. Ooh. They have a barrel-aged section of their brewery or portion. Uh, they haven't come out with any barrel-aged stuff yet, but it's all in barrels right now. But even just their non-barrel-aged stouts that they've been doing have been they've been putting out some bangers. Um, they've done great collabs, Degard, Aslan, Burgeon, Aero Lodge, Yeast of Eden, Humble Sea, Alvarado, Weldworks, Pure Projects, Civil Society, Kemp Falls, Cerebral. I mean, they're they're killing it with their I mean, it sounds like the list just goes on and on and on, and oh, yeah. everybody's just wanted to jump on board with Casa. Oh, yeah. So this beer that we're drinking right now, Sky Pager, it's a IPA brewed in collaboration with liquid gravity from San Luis Obispo. Oh, um, I love the slow area. I do too. It's beautiful up there. So it has three different types of wheat, uh, and it's popped with Strata, Citra, and Sabro. So between the two, which one did you like better? They honestly taste pretty similar. <laughs> Most tastes <laughs> do, um, but uh, I, I was, agree with that. But I think... This one had a little bit more of the bitterness that I like, and the other one was a lot. There was just a lot of fruitiness. Yeah. So this one had a nice balance of bitterness and just good flavor. Yeah, which I think I like this one a little bit more, just because there's only some like when it comes to hazies, I don't like an overwhelming amount of fruit, and for me. Like I said, I definitely like the IPAs and the bitterness and the hops. And for me, I yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with beer number two as my, my uh, favorite of the night so far. I agree. So, Sky Pager it is. Sky Pager it is. Well, Cumulative. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking at my glass right now and it seems kind of empty. Yeah, mine does too. So, I, I, I decided to bring another beverage. Ah. And uh, it is called... Hazy Maisy. 
And uh, where'd you pick that up? This is from Dionysus Brewery, located in Bakersfield, California. Oh, the good old Bakersfield. Yeah. Oh, the the gem of California. So as you can tell, I'm only going to Bakersfield for uh, Dionysus. Oh yeah, that's it. That's I mean, the also the why. girlfriend's family. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, um, let's just uh, open this one up. Oh. That sounded pretty good. Ooh, Ooh, uh, yeah, so about something, just a little bit about Dionysus. Uh, like I said, they're located in Bakersfield, California. Um, one of the things that uh, kind of talking about the sours that you brought up with Casa and their that was like their origins was uh, for Dionysus. They started out focusing on barrel aged sours and wild ales, and once they started getting more and more popular, they started focusing on pushing uh, the boundaries on a lot of the IPAs and even into the New England style, uh, well, hazies uh, into the market. Which so it sounds like they're pretty similar to Casa, right? I would I would say they're pretty similar, but the the difference is that I don't like when I was just there this past weekend. I didn't see really any sours on their board. Uh, I think they're focusing more and more on the hazies, which mm. it'd be interesting to try out one of their sours for sure. Only because, I mean, when I'm reading more and more about them, that's their, that's like their home roots. Claim to uh, fame. Their claim to fame, similar to Casa. Um, but it's a, like in a way a little disappointing that they're jumping on the hazy train. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of breweries are jumping on the hazy train right now. Um, I mean... I love hazy beers, but it's really easy to make a bad hazy. Um, and I think a lot of people are pumping out these hazy beers that, you know, they're just putting them out there because it's the the fad or the, you know, what's popular and what's selling, but they're not making good hazies. Yeah, it's hard to to find a lot of these breweries that really can produce a really good hazy. It's similar to like the whole IPA uh, craze uh, when everybody had to come out with an IPA. Well, and, and then they were pushing for a while. It was, you know, people were trying to, how much bitterness can I fit into a single IPA? Yeah. And which I mean, that, I'm not going to like when I, when you think about it, it's kind of nice that they pushed each other to create these single, these double IPAs, triple IPAs. I mean, just like last week's episode was it, didn't we have a, a double IPA on there? Yeah, we had That was Pliny. pretty damn good. Pliny. Uh, Although it was the Happy Hops. I know. Happy Hops was the... It's the surpriser. It was the, uh, yes. the hidden gem. All right, let's cheers to this. Yeah, let's try it this. out. Ooh. I like that. It's a lot lighter. It's I, a lot lighter. Yeah. Less fruity. More bitter. Um, that is really good. Which I like the bitter a lot more. Yeah, the color is a little is actually pretty significantly. I would say darker than the two Casa beers that we had. Yeah, a little bit. I would, I would say it's less, more opaque and less hazy. I, I mean, I guess opaque is I mean, hazy, it's, it's still but it's, it kind of has that clearish haze to it. Wait, I can't even see through the damn thing. What are you talking about, Mark? That's How true. many beers have no, you had? <laughs> this is, yeah. That's beautiful. 
it's a beautiful looking beverage. Um, just doing a little bit more research on this beer. On Beer Advocate, they gave it a 90 out of 100 uh, for a hazy. It's only a 6.4%. Which is nice. We which, probably need that. Yeah, you don't need an overwhelmingly high uh, ABV for... For a uh, podcast. For, oh, where we're already for having us. a couple beers and... We don't we don't need that snake venom of a sixty seven and a half percenter. <laughs> we don't need that. Um, Although it would be nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's overall it's been getting uh, pretty good ratings on uh, Untapped. It's also got a three point nine, um, basically a four. Uh, I, I, I'd give it, I'd give it a four. Basically a five. No, I mean if you're rounding up, you always round up to the nearest five, right? Okay, fine. We'll give it a five. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it is very good. Um, I'd probably, I actually, compared to the two Casa beers that we just had. Yeah. I think this is it. It's less sweet, and I think that's what I like about it. Um, yes. It's not as sweet. You you know you get a lot more of the bitter hops. It dries out a little bit more. Yeah. No. I honestly. I think this is probably my favorite beer of the night. So far, I would have to agree. Hey, is that another uh, good beverage that Evan brought? <laughs> Surprisingly. You know, you guys have so much doubt but in me. The one thing I like <laughs> is that at the end, I, it just coats the tongue with flavor. Like I'm having taken a sip for a few, for a minute or two, and I still have that flavor on the tongue. It it's retaining a lot of that flavor. It is. And I like that. I love that. But I still want to drink more. I do. Yeah. So, no, it's too tasty. Yeah. So uh, I'm definitely going to have another sip right now. Uh. But um, yeah, just to kind of give you a little bit of backstory on this specific beer. And for anybody that is local to in Bakersfield or has gone to Dionysus. We have to say sorry because Dionysus is probably the only thing that you have going for you up in Bakersfield. Yes. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that might be agreeing with us, but that's <laughs> not the point. What I'm trying to get at is the origins of the Hazy Maisie and where the name comes from. And uh, So the, the owner, one of the owners of Dionysus has a, a a dog and it's a corgi. Oh god. And the dog's name is Maisie. And uh what I found out was that he uh created this New England styled IPA with El Dorado and Mosaic hops because it was a tribute to his dog Maisie um that became paralyzed on Thanksgiving. This Thankfully, year or? No, this beer's been out for I think a couple of years. So, she didn't just. It wasn't like a couple days, a few days ago. That no, she it wasn't. It wasn't this past Thanksgiving. No, 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 no. But um, yeah, so he decided to pay tribute to his dog, uh, and the amazing thing is that uh, she overcame her handicap and has been able to walk again after having to go through spinal surgery and consistently nonstop physical therapy and. You know, let's all pay a let's all pay a tribute to, to, Maisie. to Maisie. To Maisie. Cheers, Maisie. Cheers. Thank you for uh uh being there for your for your dad. And uh 
we enjoy your beverage very, very much. Very tasty. But, but question. Yes. Was there a reason why he used Mosaic and El Dorado? You know, I obviously I don't know what's going on in the mind of the head brewer there. Um, but because they're tasty hops. I was gonna say, well, everybody loves a mosaic. Yeah. It's my favorite. My favorite hop. Um, El Dorado. It probably was just a really nice blend of the two. Because I mean, from what we're tasting right now, delicious. It's delicious. You know, it's not an overwhelming bitterness. You're getting a lot of the good flavors from those hops. It's not too sweet, like you said. And it's just a well-balanced beer. A well-balanced beer. And I think when it comes down to it, actually, now that I think about it, no wonder why this was so expensive. <laughs> but How much was the crowler? Uh, it was 13 but for a four-pack, it was like 20, 22, I think? 22, 23 for a four-pack? Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, that's... That's, I mean... It's a little uh, bit high, but... It's a little, little, little I would, high. I would be lying if I said I wouldn't I mean, if I was, this. If, uh, if I could use it as a tax write-off. Uh, yes. Eventually we kill, can. Uh, so, if only, you know, keep, if only keep you listening guys... and we'll get some sponsorships in here and, you know, eventually getting... Hopefully we get on and then we can... Uh, Get some tax write-offs, so... Yeah, hopefully we can get an eye accident lawyer as one of our sponsors. Um, would love to be able to uh, help support you. Oh, yeah. you know, if we ever uh, finish the podcast... you're in an accident, contact eye accident lawyer. Hey, no, no, no. We're not supposed oh, to get not free... Yet, not no, yet. not Don't yet. Don't contact them. Not until we get sponsored. Jesus. We're not sponsored yet. <laughs> God, now look at all that money we just lost there. So at this point, give us a five-star review, a... Thumbs up, a like, a positive uh, review. You know, in the review, you can write anything. Evan's a ginger. Yeah, um, and I, I did see somebody wrote that a I was. I was somebody wrote that I was a jamoke. Um, that that hurt a little. Did it? Just a wee bit. Uh, and you know, it'd be I nice. I liked that review. They said I was. Of course, funny. you liked that review. They said I knew what I was talking about. Well, you do. Huh. Well, hey, at least I'm not an L7 weenie. Yeah, that's <laughs> like <true>. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> they called out Andrew an L7 weenie. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, glad that wasn't me. Uh, at least you're just a ginger and not an L7 weenie. Yeah, well, hey, I've only got red in the beard. I'm telling you. Yeah. But um, some uh, something cool that I I kind of read up a little bit about Dionysus and and kind of where they began and how they became. Uh, the brewery that they are now was uh, it started off with uh, these two guys. One of them's named Patterson and Isbell, and they've been lifelong friends from Taft. And they ended up starting their own little home brew together because they just had the passion for it. And um, one of the things that they were consistently brewing together for fun was porters and stouts. And, uh, they everybody really was enjoying the, the dark style beers and uh, a lot of the the, the uh, coffee flavored roasts that were being introduced into it. Um, and I guess just randomly one day they ran into a, a, a guy named Pitzner or Pitzer, and he was working as a bartender at uh, Lengthwise Brewing. And oh. wait, have you, do you know Lengthwise Brewery? Yeah, Danny used to work in Bakersfield. 
So he used to always go to lengthwise. He said that they, I'm pretty sure he said Wait, that that's they have in like, Bakersfield too. He said it was in like the area of Bakersfield, somewhere down there. I don't know, Bumblefuck, Central California. <laughs> BFE. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's he used to always rave about lengthwise and like he used to go there for a couple beers, then get a uh, uh, cold pressed coffee, and he said it was just walk back to his hotel room after work. Jeez. Okay. Well, I I had no idea that lengthwise was in Bakersfield as well. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I I mean I know it's in that area. Well, I mean I'm assuming because they met him ah, as bartender there. That's but true. But I I didn't know that there was such a popular uh, brewery. But what was pretty cool is obviously they were chit chatting and definitely having some beverages. And uh, what they decided to do was they started to collaborate with each other on some uh, IPAs. Honey Blondes, and even uh, some farmhouse ales. And uh, the one thing that kind of changed the, changed the, uh, the trajectory, the, the direction that they were going to... I'm going to have another sip of this <laughs> beverage. <laughs> um, after I finish this. But uh, what they decided... Well, Pitzer was obsessed with making sour beers. And uh, he always fermented it with... Uh, bretanomyces. It's Bre- how do you say it? bretanomyces or I don't know bretanomyces. Bretanomyces. Um, it's a it's a yeast and it's also with lactobacillus bacteria and aged in wine barrels. Apologies for butchering this completely, but that's besides the point. And uh, they aged it in wine barrels. You and are setting me up so perfectly, Evan. Just continue, but what was I setting you up for? Just, just keep going. Oh, jeez, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, uh, nervous as to what's what's coming my way now. <laughs> you should be. I should be. All right, continue. Anywho, um, so they've they started creating a variety of beers with the tart, sour, salty, and funky flavors that are rapidly gaining in an obsessive following from beer geeks, and. Um, they just were in love with sours, and from there it just started to grow and grow. But what they decided to do was they were gonna not well. They're they're still continuing to do sours, sticking to their home roots. But they decided to go into the the New England styled IPAs, right, right. Uh, West Coast IPA, and even dabbling a little bit into the porters and stouts, stouts, the stouts, stouts. I love me a good stout. Oh yeah. Give me an amen, brother. Amen. You got hate in your heart, let it down. Oh my god! But um, yeah, so I, they're they're definitely a, a an interesting brewery. I'm telling you, every time I go back to Bakersfield with my girlfriend, um, we always make a we always make a point to go back to Dionysus. I think the biggest surprise is here. You like girls? That's not a surprise. <laughs> Why is that a surprise, Mark? We've been dating for over a, a, like a year and, and like three or four months now. Well, we did live together in, uh, you know. Hey, hey, It's about that's... time you come out to the world. Well, it, okay. As a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, aren't you, uh, yeah, you're a. You're the one that's the MAGA all the way. MAGA all the way? MAGA all the way. Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, there's another uh, 90% of our followers. <laughs> that, that's the 90% gone. of the last 5% that we had. Yes. So we're... We're down to uh, 0.05. Math. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're... Of, a, of a following now. Well, this might be our last episode, guys. Well, it's been great. Yeah. Um, thank you again. But, uh, yeah, no, honestly, like I said, Dionysus, awesome little brewery in, uh, in Bakersfield. I'm looking forward to some of the new beers that they're going to be coming out with in the future and stuff. But the one thing that I've, I've, I'll have to definitely try next time I'm out there is one of their sours. Well, Evan, like I said earlier, you set me up perfectly. I what? didn't know you were bringing in a Dionysus beer today. I knew you were going up to Bakersfield, so, you know, I, so I went into my old, uh, my old linen closet, my, uh, little closet up in my closet. Yeah. So you had to go past all of the, uh, what assless chaps, bondage stuff and the, the other kinky things that the whips, the chains. The, oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. you had to, you had to, so I had to, I had to go through all those. Your, your rack of, uh, handcuffs beads. and, I oh, know I was saying beads. Ah, uh, we'll talk <laughs> about those, but uh. yes, it was like those like, uh, beaded things that you go through when you, uh, like you put them on the doorway when you're in college. I really just hope have, you clean like, those mushrooms things. on those. I just hope you clean them. Well, I didn't know you were bringing in Dionysus, but I knew you were going up to Bakersfield. So I thought, why not pull a Dionysus beer from my cellar? And uh, what beer is that? So I actually brought Dionysus Arcadian, which is one of their sours. It's a Brett Saison aged in oak with Masumoto peaches. Masumoto peaches. So not only were you talking about their sours you were talking about brett yeah you were talking about wanting to try one of them you know i think i think tonight's the night to try a sour i think it is too see for everybody out there that doesn't know i'm not the biggest fan of sours from the get-go and i've only had maybe one or two that i've actually could finish um for me i just i don't know i don't know what it is about them but I think I'm I'm wanting to try different beers out there. I'm open to trying out some more sours, so I'm definitely looking forward to trying this one, especially because shit. I honestly didn't know you were going to be bringing in a sour today, and especially from Dionysus, the beer that I brought. Well, I knew you were going up to Bakersfield, so I was like, "Fuck!" Like, bring out a Bakersfield beer for him. So, yeah, I mean, Evan was in Bakersfield last week. Um, yeah, well, just, I was there for I figured it was, yeah, was, yeah, I figured it was just perfect timing. Bring out a Dionysus beer, you know? Yeah, well, hey, since we had two two beers from Bakersfield, uh, let's give a little uh, shout-out to Bakersfield. Hey, a cheers to Bakersfield, said here, no here, one ever. No. Said no one ever. Yeah, but... Anywho. I mean, what else do they have out there other than... Uh, let's see. They have uh, antique stores. Oh, oh if, if you call, if you, shit! If you consider yourself Book an antiquer, my next trip. Well, if you consider yourself an antiquer, they've got some. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I actually went antiquing a few times out there. They got Pretty some sick. good shit out there. <laughs> Do they? Dude, I bought a. I bought well, a German. This is all old people. Well, I bought a German Stein out there that I just found when uh, it was like ten bucks, and oh. it was It was what's crazy is you know a lot of the German Steins they're like. 
uh, uh, literally like a cylinder. Right. They're cylindrical. Um, Most glasses are. Well, a lot of glasses. Well, no, are. just just hear me out. Hear me out. Well, it's like they're all the same uh, diameter, going from bottom to top. Yeah. Mine was similar to this glass that a I'm tulip. drinking right now, like a tulip. It had it had the it had a strong base, but then it started to go outward and curve back in towards the top, and it still had the lid, which is hard to find in a lot of those steins when you're just shopping around. Evan, I hate to tell you, you're drinking out of an urn. Is that why there was like the an ashy yeah. type of a taste to it? Yes, there. Yeah. I mean, I probably should have cleaned it before I drank it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh shit. All right. So, so while you're finishing that beer, well, I'm gonna I'll tell you a little bit about this Arcadian. So it's a Brett saison. Oh, saison. Saison. Is that a French ass name? Saison. It is actually French. <clears throat> It is actually French. <laughs> I like how you had to clear your throat there. I mean, did your balls just drop? They still have yet to drop. Like, they dropped a, a centimeter. Uh, I, I wish. <laughs> so, so, what is a Saison, you might ask? I am asking. All right. So, generally, Saisons are dry. They're earthy. They're spi- like spicy and not in like a... Like a Schofield. Not a Tabasco. Yeah, not a Tabasco way. Not in a Tapatio way. What but, if you're a fan of, uh, uh, what's the other hot sauce called? Um, Tapatio? Tapatio. Oh, is that what you meant by Tapatio? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's like more of like a, a like an earthy, peppery, I wouldn't say like Tapatio, but more of like a peppery bite. But more um, like a Tapatio. Yeah. Tapatio. Uh, they're really carbonated. So this beer is really carbonated. Okay. Um, and the biggest thing about them is that they're very yeast driven. So with the Arcadian, they fermented it originally on their home yeast, house, house yeast, house Saison yeast. Um, okay. So the fact that it's Brett, a Brett Saison so what they did after they originally fermented it is they fermented it in regularly in a fermenter, and then they moved it. Is to that open. what they would? Is that what they would ferment it in? Well, you don't always have to ferment in a fermenter. You could do it in a fooder. <laughs> What's a fooder? <laughs> a fooder is like a big oak wooden thing, and uh, it's essentially a wooden fermenter. So it's a called food, a fooder. A fooder. Fooder. A fooder. I'm starting to, I feel like I'm... <coughs> that is also French. I was going to say, I'm starting to either feel like I'm a, I'm a Frenchie or an English or a gay? bloke. What? A bloke. A bloke, a right. Bloke. A bloke. So then they moved it to oak, oak barrels, and then that's when they introduced the bread. So, bread. You mentioned Brett earlier. Brett Tanomyces. I know a I know a guy named Brett. Ah. Brett's a good man. He's a he's a gentle man. He's a <laughs> he, <laughs> he is a gentle man. Yeah, you would know. Uh he's got hands like a pioneer being a uh physical therapist and all. 
No, he's a like, therapist. Physical therapist. No, he's a he's a physical therapist. Yeah. But I mean, he is very hands-on. Oh. Yeah, we got a pretty a little bit handsy. So Brett. Let's talk a little bit about Brett. So obviously the yeast when you're brewing eats the sugar and creates al- alcohol and carbon dioxide. There are tons of different types of yeast. IPA yeasts will be different than, I mean, there's tons of different IPA yeasts, different ones for hazy beers, different ones for West Coast beers, and I mean, different ones for lagers, shit, there's yeast for everything. But There is a copious amount of yeast. Brett is... Brettanomyces literally means British fungus. Okay, that's actually pretty disgusting. So, why they... I mean, it wasn't discovered in Britain, but it was because they found it in a British ale. So, it just... Brettanomyces is, you know... They were looking into the spoilage of English ales. Okay, the spoilage. What is what is that, what does that mean really? Is that like they're, so, they're splooging everywhere? Splooging. So Brett is literally a bacteria. Um, the beer is literally infected. Um, so you're are you telling me that I could potentially be infected with the plague since this is some British colonizing? Is this what the Queen is intentionally doing? She no, wants to Prince rid. Andrew. Oh, Prince Andrew. Well, remember that's that's not his hand. I was not there. That that is me in that picture, but it is not confirmed that it is actually real. I mean, yes, that is that is me in the photo, but I I don't recall taking that picture, even though I know it's upstairs. And I was never upstairs. And yes, I stayed at his house for four days, but I was just there to break off our relationship. Because he was in deep doo-doo. And I cannot sweat. I cannot sweat. Until now. I've learned to control my sweats. (laughs) What did we just do? (laughs) I don't know. Same thing that he was doing during that interview. Talking out of his ass. Um, But yeah, Brett is... It's an infection. Um, Oh, God. It's an infection... The yeast is infecting the beer, but you can get very desirable uh, results. You can also get very undesirable results. Um, Sometimes a lot of breweries push out a a sour beer that it's just their beer that got infected. And they're turning it into a sour and throwing extra bread in there because they don't want to lose that entire batch. But with breweries like this that are actually trying to push out a sour beer that is you know they want to make it sour they do it properly they culture their own yeast um you know it it tastes good and and brett is particular particularly distinctive um you know you're you're gonna get a lot of funkiness of the and and it really accentuates the spice and the fruit and the tartness from whatever uh, it's really good in fruited beers because so it, gonna, it pulls out that that 
funkiness from the fruit. Yeah, you're gonna get that good old uptown funk. Is is right? Oh yeah, right. And you're gonna get a little bit of the downtown funk tomorrow morning you're gonna, when you're, you're gonna get a little Bruno Mars. Oh yeah, Bruno Mars in there. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited for you to try this. Um, I think this is gonna be a great uh, first sour experience from them. Now, Mark, if if I'm not a fan of this, does this kind of contribute to the cause of the beverage that's been sitting outside no. for weeks on end? Because in the sun? I brought two Casa beers in. Yep. We always well, have one experiment. We're, we're going to have one experimental beer every week that is like a free pass. Okay, this is right, my experimental right, fine. beer. Fine. I'll, I'll give you the free pass be- only because you had to cover for Andrew. Uh, exactly. Now, exactly. So this is Andrew's beer. So if you I, don't like it, Andrew gets to chug that next. I was week. gonna say. Then I might as well say no. Ah. It was disgusting. <laughs> so let's pop this open. Yeah, I'm finishing. You don't need. Okay, that's a cool bottle opener. I was gonna give you my keys because uh, you always need an opener on you. But that is actually a pretty cool opener. Woo! All right, so. Last. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, cheers. Ooh, I'm, I love that sound. Yep, it already smells tart. That's a, that's a sour. Oh, <laughs> no, I was going to oh. try to pour some more oh. into yours. I think you poured a little too much of mine. Wow, you... No, I'm telling so you. So much peach on that. Holy, holy fruit funk. It is uh, quite peachy. Well, cheers. All right, cheers. You know what? That's actually pretty good. See, the one thing that I like about this and the one thing that I love about Brett beers, they're not overly sour. Um, You know, it's... I know you had mentioned a couple other big words earlier, like lactobacillus and... Wow, you still remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but those, when added to Brett beers, those really draw out the acidity and have that jaw-clenching sourness. They add that, like, really sour bite to the beers. But this, I mean, it's tart. But yeah. it tastes like you're biting into, like, a tart peach. Well, I was gonna say the like. It tastes like fruit. It tastes. It's, it's fruity. The the tartness or that that bitterness, it's not as overwhelming, and that's one of the things like for me every all these sours that I've been kind of trying or that's been put in front of me, you know that's the only thing that's been kind of putting me off from the sours because I just think oh I'm just drinking liquid sour patch kids or. Uh, something along those lines and for me i was always kind of turned off on just a lot of that tartness that and even the carbonation to be honest this does have a lot of carbonation though this does have like it's almost kind of cidery in its carbonation yeah but not overwhelmingly so holy fuck this is really fucking good but yeah no the, the that tartness is definitely there I mean, I just took a sip and, and almost like, you know how you suck your cheeks yeah, in? Yeah, like the back of your jaw clenches a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's exactly what happened as soon as I just tried this. But yeah, no, this, this beer's definitely got some great taste. But when you look at just 
the beer in itself, it legit looks like a hazy. And if you were to put this side by side with Hazy Maisie, you would not be able to tell the difference between whether this was a sour or a hazy. But if you do notice, the bubbles on this beer are a lot smaller. Well, are you talking about the lace? Well, like the bubbles on, the, yeah, the, the lace around the edge, it's a lot smaller than what, like, for an IPA, the bubbles on the, huh. these bubbles would be a lot bigger. But because they're so, because it's so carbonated, it's saison. Saison. A saison? Saison. Well, I mean, now that you point that out, when I'm swirling the, the sour around trying to, so for anybody that doesn't know what lace is, it's basically the, the residue from the beer that's falling on the side of your glass. Or like the legs and wine. It's, yeah, it's like the legs and wine. But for beer, it's, it's called lace. And when I'm swirling this sour around and Mark brings up, you see a lot more of these individual bubbles. That's what I'm seeing. And it like usually with uh, like I would say an IPA or even a hazy, a lot of that's going to be still sitting along the edge of the glass, whereas this kind of falls right back into your beer. And it's actually quite interesting to, to see that. And it's definitely different. Hey, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so one thing that's like pretty interesting about this beer is that it has peaches from Masumoto Farms. And I don't know if, are you familiar with Masumoto at all? No, I'm not. All right. So Masumoto is a, it's a Fresno based farm. Uh, oh, it's in Fresno? Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't want another bumblefuck area. A BFE. We don't, we don't need to say the whole thing. What does e, the E stand for? I, it's. Area? It's bum F Egypt. Why do you got to bring in the. Dude, see, I didn't want to tell you, but then you asked me to, and now I'm... All right, well, so it's actually started by, I believe they're a Japanese couple. Okay. Uh, A Japanese family farm. Um, But they they certify, they cultivate organic peaches, nectarines, and grapes for raisins. Um, It's only an 80-acre farm, which is pretty small, but... They like to incorporate stuff or the fruit into things that they love. Um, and they view their fruit as an art. Um, so it's pretty interesting. A lot of breweries will advertise the fact that they're using Masumoto peaches. And I think it's really interesting that one thing that Masumoto does is they'll do an adopt-a-tree program. And with that, so a lot of breweries will adopt a tree or 10 trees or 15 trees. And what they'll do with that is they'll come up during harvest and they'll handpick, like, you know, they have each of the trees that have been adopted. They'll label them by the brewery and each of the breweries will go up and they'll pick these peaches and... They'll get to handpick the peaches that are going to be going into their beers. And I'm assuming that that's what Dionysus did. I can't confirm, but I know, um, you know, if they're advertising it, chances are they adopted a tree. Well, I mean, this is a very peachy beverage for sure. Oh, tons of peach in this. This is beautiful. 
It's like I want to move to the country and eat me a lot of peaches. And just drink a lot of sours? Peaches for free. Peaches for free? Millions and millions of peaches. <laughs> peaches for me. But no, honestly, like, just for, I mean... For somebody that's really not a sour fan, I can I I can easily drink this. I I'm enjoying it. It's got great flavor to it. Um, you know, it, I think it'll take a little getting used to the the tartness. Um, uh, and I mean, it's definitely nice uh, to try something new. And I think next time I'm out there, I'll definitely have to see if they've got any more sours for me to try. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I know Gina is like a big fan of their Berliners, Berliners Field, um, their Berliner Weiss that they eat, like that they have with a lot of different fruits. Um, oh my goodness! I just finished the beer, and there was so much tartness. Well, you got a lot of the dregs in the bottom. Eh, eh, eh. Those are good noises. <laughs> Evan might have had an orgasm over the inner waves. No, I did not. I know what his orgasms sound like, and that kind of sound like one. Do you have a tissue? <laughs> Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Oh, goodness. But no, this is a delicious beer. Um, just finishing off the Masumoto. One thing that I think is awesome about that is that the breweries will have bottle shares. So all the breweries will bring up beers that they've had with the Masamoto peaches or whatever fruit that they're using and have a big bottle share and like a kind of just a lunch with everyone, all the different breweries. It, it's really interesting. They kind of make it into an event with the picking and, and the bottle share. So yeah, no, awesome. that's, that's actually pretty cool that they, that they do that type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that was the last beer of the night, unless you have anything down your pants. Well, I mean, if you must dig into my dig into my pants, I do have some fun beer facts uh-huh. that uh, that I'd be more than happy to share with you. Let's hear them. So, uh, hold on. Let me just grab this real quick. Evan so, is literally digging into his pants to pull out. You know, I just got to get past, uh, you know, the good old, good old twig and berries and, uh, um, anywho, uh, that's, that's enough about me. Um, so here's one fun fact in, uh, Amsterdam, they pay alcoholics in beer to clean their streets. So wait, what? Yes. So like money or no, 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 no. just hear me out. So. In Amsterdam, they pay alcoholics in beer to clean their streets. So, five cans of beer for a day's work, plus 10 pounds and tobacco. Wait, so they give them five beers? So, yes. Five pounds of cannabis? No, 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 no. So, five cans of beer, 10 pounds. So, currency. Oh, oh, because they don't use dollars out there. Oh, sorry. Fuck. Oh, excuse me. I was reading the the uh, currency differently. It's a uh, euro. Sorry. Oh, ten euros. Ten euros. Ten euros and uh, some tobacco. So probably a pack of cigarettes or something like that. Ah. 
Um, wow. Which I mean, it sounds like I need to move to Amsterdam. Are you are you saying you're an alcoholic? No, but I'm saying five beers is five free beers. Five beers a day? It's pretty significant. You know, what's funny is like for the amount of beers that you drink, it's surprising that you're not fat. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Well, no, I'm surprised. It's, like it's if, soccer. It's soccer. No, 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 no. If I'm drinking, if I'm drinking as much as you, I'm gonna get fat. But you, I don't know how you do it. I don't know if it's your fast metabolism or what, but somehow you're still. Uh, I don't know. Are you doing intermittent fasting? I do do intermittent fasting. But actually. see, I do it too. And it doesn't work. I mean, it does work. I've actually, I'm looking pretty good. You are looking pretty good. Oh, thank you. Well, anyways, I mean, that might as well go into my uh, my next beer fact. Which is... Let's see. All right. Until the 1970s in Belgium, table beer was served in schools' refectories. What the hell's refectories? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck if I know. But that is- actually, so that's interesting because, um, you know, table beers and like grisettes, which is kind of like a style of Saison. Um, fuck. If I'm wrong with that, I'm sorry. Uh, if there are any people that are going to correct me on that, I'm, I apologize. Anybody, but anybody that's in uh, Belgium? A grisette is like a table beer. And what they would do is, um, you know, for the people working out in the fields, they would have table beers because table beers were cleaner than uh, drinking water. So, but these Wait, are seriously, very, <laughs> but these are very low alcohol percentage beers, like three percent beers, four percent beers, and that's why they call them table beers. Um, they're low alcohol percentage. I mean, unless you're drinking a fuck ton, excuse me, uh, yeah, you're not getting now. drunk. You're not getting drunk, but but it's still funny that an alcoholic beverage is actually cleaner than water. Well, I mean, and if you have dirty water, you have to like well, refine it to get like you I have mean, to boil it yeah. to get for beer, and the alcohol kills bacteria. So it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense in, in that aspect. But what water are they using to to make that beer? But they have to boil that beer. So if you're gonna oh, boil the beer, if you're gonna go through the process of boiling beer, you might as well add wheat and grain and yeast maybe, and some fungus, hops and some, maybe some, some fungus. Some black plague. Yeah. Hey, tastier. I mean, just like the get a little bit of a buzz, but enough to continue to work. Okay. And be fine with working. That's pretty cool. I mean, if you were drinking a three percent beer while you were at work, it'd make work a little bit more enjoyable, right? Yeah, I mean, with my last job, we we used to be able to, usually on a Friday, we would, uh, my boss would be like, hey boys, you, you want you want, a, you want a beer? And I'm like, hell yeah. And we just sit there and have some beers and usually we cut the day short, but you know, it was it's company culture and uh, for anybody back in, in New Zealand or even Australia, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's the nice part about being self-employed. You get to drink whenever you want. Yeah, I'm looking at those options, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Just hope your uh, employer doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't think anybody is. <laughs> so, so, going on to my next uh, fun beer fact. 
So let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of a, a competition called uh, uh, the Wife Carrying World Championships? I have, actually. You've heard of it? I've, I've heard of it. Have you ever watched it? I've, I've seen clips of it. It's funny. But, but it's, it's, it's so it's, funny. It's mainly like people dropping their wives. The, a the, lot the of clips the, that I've seen. The clips a, that I've seen. A lot of the men do drop their wives. And it's, it's just really funny, especially when they're going through water. And they have to carry them on their shoulders. Right, right. And then they're dr- basically drowning their wives. <laughs> Wait, are not they drunk them. during this? Or is that... What's the beer fact? <clears throat> no, no, no. So they're not drunk during it. But the beer fact is... Um, at the Wife Carrying World Championships in Finland, first prize is the wife's weight in beer. So they won however much their wife weighs. That's how much beer they got. So you want a big wife. So if, if you win... If, if you got, if you're a chubby chaser, you know, and you find a, you but find then you a have gal, to be strong enough to. But you, uh, you better be strong enough to carry your ass. <laughs> and there goes the last 05 percent of our viewer base. Yeah, there's yeah. So if we actually even have any viewers left out there, uh, we hope you you're enjoying this. <laughs> but and they're gone. And yeah. So, um, but yeah. So it's like if you have a a wife that weighs 135 pounds. Let's just say I, I, that might be average weight for a woman. Uh, you get 135 pounds of beer. All right, that's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie. How much does a keg weigh? Uh, well, if you fill a keg, probably I don't know. What are you thinking? 60 pounds? Way more than that. More than that? I would say probably like 150. So you don't even get a full keg. But that's all that they get? Okay, that's actually quite... That's pretty shitty. I want. I would expect more than that. I would expect it too. No, look that up right now. Because that does not sound like I would put my wife through hell. <laughs> Carrying her throughout a competition just for a, a keg and a half, perhaps. So, a pony keg, which is a sixthal. Yeah. 80 pounds... Or 90 pounds. Are you serious? And then if you go for a half keg, 160 pounds. Jesus. Oh, no, I'm sorry. A pony keg weighs well, 55 pounds. Well, what's a, what's a half keg weigh? Half keg weighs 160. So you're getting just a keg. Not even. Less than a keg. I mean, I'm sorry. Here, two ponies. Two pony kegs. That's not that good. That's oh my not, that is terrible. I am so sorry for this terrible beer fact. That is well, I mean, depressing. It's kind of, I mean, it's, it's cool, but it's, it's like, cool, but it's like why? I mean, it depends on what kind of beer it is too. That's shitty. Like, what country I, was this I bet in? you. I bet you, my wife. Well, my future wife. I whoa, bet you, whoa! I am not Something married. You're not telling me now. No, no I, you would be. You would be. Uh, you would be a groomsman, my uh, friend. You'd be a groomsman if that uh, was happening. So wait a few years. It, it ain't uh, happening. It ain't happening anytime. We'll see. No, 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 no. We'll see. No, 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 no. Um, but <laughs> that's that's actually really shitty. Wait, what country was it. that in though? Finland. Finland is in Finland. Finland doesn't even have good beer. Finland, you're being a bunch of cheap asses. Give that man like at least three kegs of beer, not his wife's weight. Yeah, you, you can't. And how awkward is that going to be? Like, how much do you weigh, ma'am? Oh, I weigh one... 160. Yeah. Oh, oh, you only get a keg. 
Oh, oh goodness. Oh, how did you even manage to carry her? Oh, That's it's, awkward. Come oh, on, you, Finland. You never ask a woman's weight. I'm going to give the thumbs down to Finland for that one. Finland, I'm sorry. You're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll skip that little fact. Uh, here's another one. Um, let's see. So in Argentina, political parties have their own brands of beer. So... Trump would have the MAGA beer? So Trump would have, uh, you know how like uh, Bud Light comes out with the American flagged like right. canned beer? Right. So Trump would have one with his face on it. Uh, well, actually not his face. It'd be him riding on top of a tank with a bald eagle on his shoulder, on one of his shoulders. The other shoulder is an RPG and there's fire and explosions going on in the background. Dear Which, God, I want that beer. That's what I'm saying. You're making my mouth water right now. What is that I'm seeing growing as so, your... Uh... <laughs> so tell me this, Evan. Uh, coming from the... Uh, uh, we'll just uh, ask you this. What do you think Hillary's beer would be? Uh, let's see. Her, her beer can would be... Um, uh, you would see a bunch of emails getting thrown into a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> Probably like thirty thousand of them, you know. But it's on her own private server. So. <clears throat> oh, I could I couldn't oh, forget the private server. Private server. Yeah, I couldn't forget that. Uh, and uh, nothing happens there, you know. Would you see Bill in the background uh, getting a hand jibber no, from it was uh, a blow jibber? Oh, a blow jibber. Blow jibber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! You know what's actually funny. Um, the woman, uh, Let's what's her, what's her name? Something funny out of this. No, 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 no. What's her, what's her name again? Um, uh, I forgot her name, but she basically turned that into, uh, like, I think she was embracing the fact that she did that to Bill Clinton and she's been able to write books. She's been able to, I think she oh, even did some, a killing. I think she even did some comedy, uh, because of that. And I don't know. It's, it's funny, but she's. She's really capitalized. She's turned her her lemon into lemonade. Monica Lewinsky. That's who it is. So it was funny because um, there was I, I I and I don't know if it was doctored. You know, you never know with the internet these days. But there was a tweet. It was like a picture that was going around, and it was a tweet that was like, um, "What was the worst advice somebody gave you?" And then Monica Lewinsky tweeted out. Get a job at the White House, they said. It'll look great on their on your resume, they said. So yeah, I mean she definitely embraced the the whole situation. I mean, she's had a, a lot of funny tweets and I will give her credit. Well that's what I'm saying. I I'm that's why I was like, I'm pretty sure she's turned this in like she's done some some comedy bits or anything like that from that experience oh yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean at some point you gotta just kind of roll with it and roll with take the, the dick or roll with the uh the the clintons huh? <laughs> i'm actually surprised that hillary hasn't like gotten her killed yet or like holy fuck man that's dark well dude epstein didn't hang himself it was all the clintons well when 
I mean, come on. Bill, how many flights did Bill Clinton go on with that guy? Jesus, to his private island. Holy shit. Here we are getting political. All right, on to the new uh, beer fact. Epstein didn't kill himself. All right, the next beer fact. So we lost all of our followers right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally, we have negative followers. Oh, Jesus. So. Although that might have won some of them back. Anybody that believes Epstein did not kill himself, please follow us. Please. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, this will be the last little fun beer fact. Um, now, this actually is uh, related to the, the brewery Heineken. Uh. I, eh, just hear me out. So in 1963, Albert Heineken created a beer bottle that could also be used as a brick to build sustainable housing in impoverished countries. So he basically built, so looking at the visuals, you can see that at the bottom, like it's basically a squared off bottle, but in order to connect them uh, at the base of the bottle, it's got like a little hump that's inverted and at the, the, the top of the bottle, it's got an, a, a regular bottleneck, but you basically insert it into that hole. Oh, uh, insert. Yes. But the, the only thing that I don't like about that is how many Heinekens would you have to drink to build a house? Yeah, for a lot of people out there that may like Heineken, we apologize. Um, you guys could be the ones drinking it. We're not. Yeah. So, so go ahead and build your Heineken house. Go ahead and, yeah, go ahead and drink your Heineken. We're not going to, but I think that was a, uh, I mean, hey, they're, they're trying to give back to impoverished or in, in our poverty areas. And I'm all about that, but I just, oh God, Heineken. I know. Well, hey, we're not, we're not, we're definitely not going to be drinking Heineken here. I'll tell you that. So hopefully not. Yeah, not at all. So. I mean, we missed Andrew this week. Um, hope I mean, he's happy with himself. But I think it was a better episode than when we had him here. Yeah, I think we definitely did better without him. Uh, definitely leave a uh, review or even a comment on our social media at the Hop Shop underscore podcast. Do we keep Andrew or not? Uh, give us your thoughts. I'm, I mean, I, Evan will put up a poll today. We'll... Uh, well, we'll see what people like. If, uh, if we get an overwhelming amount of people that don't like Andrew, fuck it, let's get rid of him. What would you prefer, a uh, a Jamoke or an L7 weenie? I a mean, ginger that's... or an L7 weenie? Hey, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not a ginger. <laughs> Jesus. Well, anywho, hey, we had we had a, a lot of great beverages tonight. We had some Casa Casa Gria beers. We had some Dionysus. We had a little special surprise from Mark for one of Dionysus Brewery's uh, sours. And actually, before the show, you know, we were drinking uh, a local brewery, Tarantula Hill, with uh, knee deep. Eight knees deep was the beer. Um, everything that we had tonight, I didn't dislike any of it. Um, I would drink them all again. Like I, like I said earlier, I was really surprised with the sour that I was drinking. I Initially, when I hear sours, I'm not the biggest fan. But you know what? That was a really good sour. I definitely would have it again. Um, but, you know, just change it up. 
And but you know what? Hey, we had a great episode. Um, we had a lot of uh, interesting facts and uh, stories about some of these breweries that we were talking about. And all I can say is, hey, let's make America hoppy again. Let's have, let's have one last final cheers. 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 And, uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram and follow us at the hop shop underscore podcast. We're going to be posting all sorts of photos of the beers that we've been drinking. We're going to call that the beer graveyard. So make sure to check it out. If you're interested in any of the beers that we were drinking tonight or want to check them out, make sure to check out our social media. We'll post uh, all the links and everything that you need. Five star review. Give us a rating. All the above. Um, I will give Evan a little bit of insight in next week's episode. Uh, you should probably get Newbert. Um, oh, goodness. We... Yeah. Just That's all I'm going to... Just... Don't tell me you got snake venom. No, I don't have snake venom, but... I have something that I was hoping to do tonight because the release was not too long ago, but um, we're going to do a blind tasting get your uh, palates working and your sensories overloaded with lots of barrel flavor. This is right up my alley. I am ready. So I'll make sure uh, to not drive here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely need to do for next week. So yeah, tune in next week and... Yeah, let's get one last Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom! Shabbat Shalom.